Hey everybody, it's Tony, your host here. Just want to invite you to head on over to tonyfletcher.substack.com and subscribe, if you will, so that you can get yourself a weekly newsletter full of news about this podcast, my other podcast, a Substack-only subscribers podcast that's launching in December 2023, and you'll get additional show notes for this episode and other episodes complete with pictures, links, and even video and music if need be. That's tonyfletcher.substack.com. And now on with the show. If you love a subject, it's dead easy to write. It really is. And I, I, you know, doing the research for it, you know, looking for what bands were playing in which, you know, kind of hellhole of a club in 1987. And and then also looking at, you know, who won the, the you know, the, the whatever, the Edale Skyline race. Uh, in that year and, and trying to talk to some of the people involved was just, it was just brilliant. I really enjoyed it. Welcome back, one and all, to One Step Beyond, a show all about positively engaging with the world outside our door with me, your host, Tony Fletcher. We're up to episode eight already of our series slash season two. And today we are going to answer that question, which is on every non-fell runner's lips. What is fell running? And why is it punk rock? We will be joined for this by Boff Wally, author of a new book called Faster, Louder, How a Punk Rocker from Yorkshire Became British Champion Fell Runner. And we'll also be joined by the subject of that book, which is Gary Devine. And they are beaming in from different countries, both on the European continent. Well, I hang out here in the uh, North American continent, in the uh, grand old young-ish city of New York. In No, the city of Kingston in New York. Excuse me there. Now, if advanced buzz on this particular show was anything to go by, there may be some new listeners here. In which case, hey, welcome on board. Um, if you are here because you're a sort of fell runner type, an outdoor runner type, well, you're in kind of the right place. Every three or four episodes, we take a, a, a trip outside and run around a little bit because that's my default behavior exercise. When I'm not nursing a fractured knee, which I have been since before Christmas 2022, and will be for, um, well, I won't be running again, apparently for about another six weeks from the date of publishing this episode, which should be 2nd of March 2023, in case you're listening like 30 years down the line. However, if you are new to the show, um, you know, dip around. We also travel a lot. We uh, have only taken the recording device to Kilimanjaro in Tanzania, but we have also done interviews uh, with people in uh, Nepal and uh, Kenya and Colombia. And we tackle other subjects as well. We did an episode on barefoot hiking earlier in this series for those who don't like to run but like to be very much connected to their nature. We've had one about writing your way out of PTSD with a former Iraq army vet. Uh, episode one in this series, uh, The Joy of Exercise with Matt Fitzgerald, is a good place to go and what was it episode five uh, episode three episode five with damien hall whose name will come up a couple of times in this episode because he is a current champion british ultra runner 
Uh, there's lots about ultra running, by the way, in the uh, first series, but I don't want to distract anybody from uh, the conversation at hand or the fact that uh, I think the next couple of episodes are very much travel based and a couple of other things besides. They're going to continue to be varied. I may have a co-host on as well. That's in the works. All right. Boff and Gary do a good job of talking for and about themselves on the interview to come. So with that, I hope you enjoy what you've got. My normal thing is like, you know, strap up your shoes, get out on the mountains, um, get out on the fells. And I guess if you get knocked down, you know what to do. All right, welcome to One Step Beyond. Uh, we've just had some fun connecting with each other. That's because we're actually in three different countries right now, and that happens sometimes. I've got two guests up here today that you probably heard about in the introduction. Uh, can you in both uh, just uh, introduce yourself by name and just tell me where you are right now? I'm uh, Gary, Gary Devine, and I'm in uh, the French Alps in near Borg St. Maurice, which is just below Val d'Isere. Sounds beautiful. And um, and my other guest? I'm in a, my name's Boff, Boff Wally, and I'm in a similarly exotic place just north of Leeds in Yorkshire, <laughs> the foot of the Yorkshire Dales. And although I'm coming to you as, as usual from uh, Kingston, New York, uh, I think we may have something all in common. Were all three of us born in Yorkshire? Because yes. I was. No. You two can bond away on that one. I, I was born in Lancashire, so. <laughs> all right. So uh, all three of us uh, have uh, have lived. Uh, well, I only lived for two years in Yorkshire. The two of you uh, lived for a long time in Yorkshire. Am I right? Most of my life. Yeah, there we go. So we've got we've we've got those roots. So that's 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 good because in terms of the uh, the physical geographical areas we're going to talk about, I've got some some familiarity with them, which will help me a little bit. Um, but I'm also asking uh, everybody here to uh, just define themselves in a sentence, just to get going. So I'm not giving you the, the the one sentence bio. I'm asking you for the one sentence bio. Effectively, who are you? You got to introduce yourself to an alien. In, in just as few words as possible. Uh, Gary. Hi, uh, I'm Gary. I live with my wife and my daughter, dogs and cats, in the French Alps, in uh, surrounded by beautiful mountains. And I am um, I'm a writer and a musician, and I work on, on all sorts of things, from theatre to choirs to opera. And, um, and, uh, and me and Gary are both fellrunners. I have to say as well, because we had, I had a funny thing a while ago. I had a conversation with Gary, which Gary obviously won't remember, many, many, many years ago when I first started fell running. And I remember finding out that Gary was a builder. He worked for his dad as a builder at the time. And uh, and but what you said was, you said, uh, yeah, but I don't tell people. If people say, what do you do? I say, I'm a fell runner. And I thought, oh, that's really good, that people should define themselves by the thing that they, they love doing rather than just what they happen to do for work. So when my daughter was born, my daughter Maisie, when it says occupation, mine says fell runner. Oh, fantastic. Does it say that yeah. on her birth certificate? On her birth certificate, yeah. Oh, that's absolutely fantastic. Well, that's, <laughs> uh, that's even better because we're here to discuss fell running and why it's punk rock. And, uh, Boff, you've written uh, a, an amazing new book, uh, which i got here. It's called uh, Faster, Louder, How a Punk Rocker from Yorkshire Became British Champion Fellrunner. And one might assume, actually, looking at the cover, 
and it's got your name underneath there, Boff, that you're talking about yourself. And that's uh, a picture of you with the nice mohawk on the left and the blonde mm-hmm. hair running up mountains on the right. It's actually a book about about Gary, which makes it really quite remarkable. But you've, you wrote a book before that called Run Wild, which I had also read and found really fascinating, uh, which, which also extolled the virtues of fell running. But I want to actually start us off because about two thirds of the listenership here are from the States and they wouldn't necessarily know a fell from a fall. So we need to actually start this out by, de- by, by defining what fell running is. And then we can talk about why it's so damn great and uh, why everybody should be doing it. If that's indeed what we think everybody should be doing. Um, can you want to just, just jump in, have a way there. How, like, what is a fell? Is a fell a terminology for something in the UK? It's a, a hill, a mountain, a moorside. Uh, something that you run up and down or walk up and down. Uh, uh, yeah, it doesn't have, doesn't have to be very big. Uh, it can be three, uh, two, three, four hundred meters big. It can be fifteen hundred meters big. Or in in the Alps, it can be three and a half thousand meters big. Uh, but in in England, yeah, the, the it's that's what I think of fellas. It, it can be anything that you run up. And down. Mm. And you're nodding and away, Boff. You subscribe to that? Yeah. And I think I think in in Britain at least, not this. It's not the same on the continent, and it's probably not the same in America. I don't know, but it, it, it it's different from obviously different from road running. It's different from trail running. It's it's less uh, it's less prescribed. It's less kind of this is where you go. Right. But, uh, you, you you know even on some of the big you know, the big kind of internationally famous races, fell races, you can just go, you can just choose whichever way you want to go. Right. And that is an absolute, uh, like major, major, major difference. I'm still, I mean, as somebody who who, who grew up in the UK um, and, and didn't know the term, I'm genuinely, genuinely still unsure. Is a fell only specific to fell running or is it one of those english words that defines the kind describes the kind of outdoors that you just described gary uh no uh a fell is a fell uh it's it's used in quite a lot of uh a lot of walkers they say they go fell walking they, they, you also get fell ponies uh, oh fell ponies okay yes uh and i, I think a lot of farmers use the terminology fell. I, I think it's it's not just fell runners, uh, but uh, I would say mainly fell runners, but not only fell runners. I mean, certainly, Boff, you just hit on something major there. And I'm thinking, you know, the, 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 the general um, sort of motto by which I try and do this show is is positively engaging with the world outside our door. So, I mean, it's like that's vast. It doesn't mean outdoor exercise. It can be just anything that's trying to, I guess, make us better people and make maybe at the same time or some or differently make the world a little bit better. Um, But you were hitting on something major there, Boff, that uh, I've only just barely started to experience in the UK because I left for the States before I was really a a runner and living in in London before that. The fell running is not like trail running. And can you just elaborate a little bit on how you were describing that you un, unlike a trail race where if you sort of take a shortcut you could get thrown off um mm. my american trail races are trails because they tend to be through forests and mm. you know through paths that you you really can't get off and you shouldn't get off to protect the forest 
Um, yeah. But fell running is not just something that's more exposed, which is one element of it, literally exposed to the elements. Um, you you are apparently able to do it too at times. Just just choose your fastest route, the route you want to do between a couple of points. Yeah. So 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 some some fell races are flagged, which means you do have to go a certain way. But a lot of fell races, there is a natural way to get to the top of a hill and then to get to the top of the next hill. But um, so like there's there's um like when I when I lived in America for a while, I did lots and lots of trail races, and I would. At first, I was quite shocked that a lot of the trail races are flat and there'd be like three laps. And it's great because, you, you know, you're running in through woods and countryside and all that sort of thing. But but you would never call it a, a fell race if it was flat and three laps. Gary, uh, because you you were the one who became the champion, like literally, and I'm not giving the plot away here because it's on the front cover, um, how a punk rocker from Yorkshire became British champion fell runner. And uh, the book does... I mean, it's almost like a biography of your life, but particularly about the season in which you end up um, winning winning the, the the series back in. I think it's nineteen ninety, isn't it? I think that's the year. Um, so you can you you would know all about those shortcuts. So can you just describe a little bit more of that before we get in, into into further details? Is it like you see the top of a mountain and you just go, "I will take the route that I want to go"? Uh, almost. I mean, a lot of it depends if there is a path up. That, that might be the fastest way, but you can. Th there's several races that uh, there are quicker ways, uh, but it's not everybody that knows quicker ways. Uh, if you're a local, you, you you will know the 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 very the, the very quick ways, and uh, some but some of the quick ways are very rough. So some people will like very rough races, and some people uh, won't like to go the the rougher way. Uh, but but generally, uh, if you've got a a shortcut. You try and not tell anybody. <laughs> okay. And the inverse of that, I might as well get this part out of the way as well, is that when you turn around, or particularly when you're just coming back to base, because obviously these kind of races could be three peaks, four peaks or more, um, you are also, if you are capable, choosing the fastest way downhill, which basically means a straight line, correct? Yes, mm. possibly. It's not always quicker to go straight because there might be uh, a, a crag there, or, or or something that's, but uh, yeah, generally, if if you can go straight, it's it's that's the quickest way. So yeah, some of the hardest races are really short, because yeah. because you don't get chance to kind of calm down. And I have to no, say, well, just I'm just thinking about what what you said before. I think that there isn't uh, a kind of snobbishness against trail running. It's just different. I mean, I, I can, you know, if called upon, I can be snobbish about big city marathons, but not trail racing. I think it's, it's, I think it's fantastic. It's just that fell, fell running is different because fell runners like to go up and down hills. That's all. I love that too. And Gary, you seem, um, I mean, it sounds like in the book, all, all your favorite races are, you know, I, you were a better downhill, but uh, I mean, I've always liked races just go to the top because I was a better uphill runner. So I like those one-way races. You run up and then you can kind of walk back down. Uh, yeah, well, uh, now uh, living in France, I, I much prefer just going up, actually. <laughs> it's, oh, it's, you, uh, you... Yeah, it's, it's the, I mean, there are a lot of uphill only races. And uh, as much as, I, well, I used to love going downhill. I, I I don't tend to like it as much now, but that's just the age thing, I think. 
But uh, yeah, no, we we uh, I mean over here now we've got I mean just just from uh, just a couple of kilometres from my house there's a race that that just goes up two thousand metres and it gets to the top and then that's it and you get the uh, telecabine down. Uh, that that's a nice race. <laughs> two thousand metres is still for those who need a conversion. It's still like six and a half thousand feet that, of yeah. vertical of elevation gain. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot. And, uh, yeah, it's nice though. It's it's uh, I I enjoy that more now than uh, I, I I wouldn't like to come down that much after going all the way up. Whereas yeah. when I was younger doing the fell races, uh, I used to love coming down, especially rough rough races as well. And and reading the book faster louder that does appear to be uh, your strength and how you would sort of demolish the competition. Um, apparently, always with a smile on your face. And there is this picture on the front of you as a smiling. I don't know if you're a teenager still, but the punk rocker on the front with his mohawk in a bedroom somewhere at home. Um, classic, classic look there. So I, th- this this will this will lead us in perfectly um, to take ourselves back. And and the, uh, the 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 justification I had for having you on here. Why is fell running punk rock? It's 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 it can be chaotic. It can be anarchistic. It can be it's a do it yourself. That the uh, it's organised by the runners for the runners. A lot of runners that are doing races will go and help. They go marshal. They go and uh, take entries. Uh, it's it's I don't think so much now, but it used to be a very very cheap sport. Uh, and you, you had to almost be in the know about the races, uh, and it, it, it's it's just a really nice community. I mean, it, it, even now, because I haven't been in England now for fifteen years, if if I go back now and go and watch a race or do a race, there's people now that uh, just just come up and say hello and do you remember this, and it, it, it was just a really fantastic community, as the uh, punk community was. Well, parts of it was at, at the same time, uh, so that's one of the reasons why uh, running's almost like punk. Boff, you you're the one who wrote the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think I think on t- I may mean, agree with all that, especially all that kind of DIY thing. When 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 I first started running, fell running, because I'd been brought up thinking that running was was well big city marathons but also um you know um uh brendan foster and steve cram and you know sure uh, running in the olympics these kind of elite perfect athletic you know bodies uh getting paid even though they were uh, amateurs they were getting paid you know 100 100 grand in appearance fees and things like that and so it just seemed like a world away and then as soon as i saw a fell race which, as it happens, the first fell race I ever saw, Gary won it. And as soon as I saw a fell race, all these different shapes and sizes of people, some fast, some slow, just getting covered in mud. And I just thought, that just looks like fun. And it, and, I think and what, it looks like punk as well. One thing, yeah, one thing also, it, it, it brought together people from all sorts of different backgrounds. Uh which you know, you, it, nobody was bothered what he did for a living. He he just came and and ran up hills and went to the pub afterwards. 
Yeah, yeah. Going, to, going to the pub afterwards is a very big part of your uh, of this biography. Actually, going to the pub the night before as well was a big part of this. So, uh, um, I I get that aspect of it of it being punk. I mean, the way you're describing it is very similar to how people have talked about the ultra running scene in the states, um, which is obviously getting more commercial as is fell running i mean it's just the nature of the world as marathons get more popular more people want to switch from them find something else and i think that low-key aspect um the idea that you can sit around the last race i did uh the last big one you know, people just sit around for hours and hours and have yeah have a couple of beers sit in the park and uh mm. welcome in other people and and it's just, it's like a day out it's it's I often joke people just want to get the, uh, the, the, the course done with quickly so they can hang out with other people at the end for the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah. well, if, if you finish quicker, you, you get in the pub quicker. <laughs> there, is, there is definitely logic, <laughs> logic to that. So uh, this particular book, is, is, it's, a twin, it's like two stories. Um, that will help us further define fell running, but also why fell is punk. Um, and one of you know, to me, one of the stories is is quite fascinating because Boff, it's like you've written a biography, and it sounds like you've written a biography of of a really good friend, which is quite uncommon. I, I, I mean, that's I think that is uncommon, but it also seems to me that you've written a biography of the Leeds punk scene in particular, the sort of Yorkshire Leeds punk scene, the hardcore punk scene, the Anaco punk scene. Probably a good point for me to point out that you are um, uh, you were very much part of that scene because you were a member of Chumbawamba, who came out of Leeds and, uh, as many people will know, had an unexpected and massive hit single that people might have thought was written about fell running, but wasn't. Namely, I get knocked down, but I get up again. So, you know, tub thumper. Um, but you were very much a part of that scene as well. So am I right with that? That it was a, uh, that, that, I mean, does yeah. that seem fair that it's, it's these two twin stories inter, intermingling? Yeah, and Gary, Gary's band, Pagan Idols, they, they played with us a couple of times. Uh, and Gary thought we were crap. He was like, <laughs> like we, you were. Bunch, bunch, bunch of idiots. I, I remember Gary was appalled that at one gig that we played that the audience sat down. <laughs> Gary's like, your audience all sat down. I'd be Can't appalled as it. well. That's not punk. <laughs> but um, yeah, and the, the reason I thought that it was nice to not nice the reason i thought it was a good idea to write gary's story is that is that i felt like i know the story because i was involved in both scenes really heavily but um gary's story is more extreme than mine and it's um the the, the music and the punk kind of culture that he was into was more extreme than what i was into in a lot of ways and it was a better fell runner and so the um the you know he's growing up as a, a fell runner he just had a better story. It was like, oh, yeah, I'll write a story about myself. No, it's a bit boring, but Gary's got a good story. So that was like in the back of my mind for years. And eventually I thought I should just write, write it. And in fact, the, when I, I, it was about a year before the pandemic where I said to Gary, what do you think about the idea of writing this book? And Gary was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I didn't do anything about it for a while. Uh, but then when the COVID thing happened, I immediately thought, right, I'm going to lose a lot of my work. I'm going to write that book. Even if I don't get it published, I'm going to write it. So, so, so you wrote it before looking for a publishing deal, even though you'd had a couple of books out before? No, I, I started writing and then I, and then I was sensible and, and talked to a publisher and said, is there, are we, will anybody, you know, put this out, do you think? And eventually the, the agent found me somewhere 
and right. uh, it's like a Yorkshire-based pub- publishing company. Is it Great Northern? Is that what they're called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And what the be- guy who I worked with there, he's, he was mad, he's mad into music, so he was just really into doing it from the kind of music punk rock side, anyway. Oh, that's fantastic. And, you know, before we go any further, I mean, I've mentioned you're in Chumba Wumba. We're talking about punk rock. Uh, this is a scene with lots of squatting, lots and lots of cider, uh, lots of late nights and clearly some early mornings running. And I, I need to say for, right up front here, uh, uh, Boff, you're a great writer. You're a really, really good writer. Oh, thanks. <laughs> That's really nice. <laughs> this, I mean, I've read, I haven't read your, your very first book that, funny enough, was put out by, by a mutual friend, Mark, Mark Hodkinson. Uh, All right. It's, yeah. it's completely out of print, but I read Run Wild and it was very good. This is an extraordinarily well-written book, regardless of its subject matter. So, you know, I'd put it up there for people who want to read if, funny books. It's good. If you, love, if you love a subject, it's dead easy to write. It really is. And I, I, you know, doing the research for it, you know, looking for what bands were playing in which, you know, kind of hellhole of a club in 1987. And and then also looking at, you know, who won the, the you know, the, the whatever, the Edale Skyline race uh, in that year and, and trying to talk to some of the people involved was just, it was just brilliant. I really enjoyed it. It was just, you know, it's just two of my big passions. So it was great. Yeah, you and had Gary, the courage. Gary was the person I hung it all on. <laughs> yeah, and Gary's Gary's is a, is a great story, and you had the courage here to not write it as a sort of you know a uh, a sort of authoritative biography like you might have to do of a musician, which I've had you know I've done in the past, but to imagine, reimagine an awful lot of conversations to put yourself in various places that you may or may not have been in, and to get inside Gary's head. Uh, Gary, did he did he get inside your head pretty well? Uh, I mean, does he does he sum you up well? It's got to be weird having your friend write and get inside your head yes i i, I think it's it's uh because i was actually a bit skeptical at first uh when he asked me because I, I thought it's uh, all i did was run drink and go and see bands and and but uh yeah we we did have a lot of conversations where we were trying to piece together what actually happened uh, which race and which uh, which evening we 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 got into whatever scrape we got into, uh, but I I think it it does sum up the 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 time the ta- that that era the 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 running era and, and the punk era and the uh, and the and the crossover because I, I know a few of my mates used to punk mates used to come to the races and they used to love it because. Well, basically, the the they'd go somewhere nice in the countryside, uh, into a little village, and uh, they, they'd get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> there is, I gotta say, there is a lot of drinking goes on in this book. I could taste it. There were some late nights in this book, right? Uh, yeah, uh, yes. The, uh, I'm not condoning late nights, uh, but uh, yes, I mean sometimes before races. It's not advisable, but just about if you were going away for the weekend, uh, you you arrive Friday night if the race is on the Sunday, uh, Saturday, uh, and you 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 go to the pub. But it wasn't just our club; it was generally half the field that were up there for the weekend were in the pub drinking. So you could see who was drinking what, and uh, there was a couple of 
people that didn't drink as much. But I, I, I think when when you're young, when we were young back then, we, we you seemed to be able to get away with it a little bit. So, you know, talking about the, 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 the kind of late nights, you have brought back one nice memory of an ultra running thing, maybe the first proper ultra uh, I, I did. It was a Finger Lakes 50, so obviously up in the Finger Lakes. And it did, if it didn't demand this of you as a, as a rule, most people did it. It requested it that it, uh, we set off from a campsite and, and they booked it like exclusively. And it was really encouraged that you camped out the night before and they kind of woke you up with a horn at 5 a.m. and people rolled out of their tents. And uh, and then the great thing was that you didn't have to go drive anywhere at the end of the at the end of the race. You were there. Um, and so that 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 that's one of the few times I remember that kind of like bonfire aspect beforehand. I have to admit, by the time I got into the much longer races, I would be more like, well, it's an early night for me before before the big race. Um, but, you know, talking of this, I, I, I this amazing story you have, Gary, and I, I mean, I figured you'd be a modest chap because that's all over the book. But you were an absolute champion at this, the champion one year. Um, Talking of it, I've got to wonder, and you must have asked yourself, are you just a force of nature? Because it just seems you found this ridiculously easy, so easy that you could party as a young punk and win races. Uh, yeah. Yes and no. It's, you, you, there was still a hell of a lot of training. Because uh, obviously nobody can be... Uh, good at anything without without training, and uh, so so we 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 did actually train a lot harder than I sort of probably remember. I mean, we we, we did have a good group. We had a our, our club. We were all similar age, uh, similar mentality, and we 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 did train a lot. I mean, to be honest. Having look, look, looked back at a lot of the results, uh, boff what wasn't that far behind me, which <laughs> which surprised me somewhat. <laughs> in, in, my head, I, I, in my head, I always thought I was miles in front of, of, of all our club, but when you look back at results, you, you I might have been 30 seconds, and uh, w- w- which is not a lot, so uh, it, it, it did help. That we were all of a certain standard. Uh, that we our training uh, together helped us, and also in in races, if you look behind and you could see Boff or Richard or any of the others quite close behind you, you'd you'd, you'd push yourself that bit harder to so that they were as close to you. Yeah, you, you, you wouldn't want them beating you. Yeah, and I mean, ov- obviously you have you have to train, but do you think it's possible to say that you sort of won a genetic lottery to start with, and then you use that to you know to the right means to actually win races? Uh, yeah, who knows? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I mean, the, the, this is a this is a big question. I mean, my, my wife Debbie, she's a she's been a a, a mountain coach and she, she's been quite a good runner and we have we have conversations about nature against nurture but it's yeah it's i, I do think you 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 do need certain genes to be a, a, a quite a, a good athlete but you, you you don't get there without the training dig this podcast 
You can support it through the Acast supporter feature. Gift what you want, when you want. No long-term commitment. Just click the supporter link in the show notes on your phone or computer now. This sounds very uh, geographically specific, like even allowing that fell running is a British term for sort of hill running in general. Um, is, is it as easy to do down in Devon and Kent and, I don't know, Worcestershire and you you name it, Northumbria? Uh, well, yes, wherever there's a hill, but it, it is concentrated in Yorkshire, Lancashire and Cumbria. Uh possibly because uh, they've got big centres of population. Uh, whereas if you go to uh, North Wales, they, they have some be- beautiful races, but it, it's not a, a widely practised sport. Uh, but th- there is a... Because uh, we've got a friend who lives in Devon, Devon or Cornwall, and he... he, he there are races down there, and he, he still... He, well, he loves running over the moors. Yeah, because I was a couple of years ago. I did a, a kind of I did a week of running across Devon, over Dartmoor and all that sort of thing, and it's it was brilliant, fantastic. I mean, it's not as intense as you know Northern English or Scottish mountains or anything like that, but it's it's still pretty wild, especially when the army are using it as a firing range and the flags are out. <laughs> Uh, Boff, did you did you similarly find this at the time? Uh, given that you were part of this scene, I mean, you you situate Gary as living in squats. Um, the police will raid them. It's pretty evident that uh, they're being tipped off by a roommate. I mean, it's certainly what the name withheld. That's certainly what I got from the from the book. But uh, you know, there's a squat scene. There are fights. There's you know, there's broken toilets. It's just whatever would you know you, you might assume. Chumbawamba were what I had no idea that. Dambert was also part of this same club, same running. I didn't realize until I started reading this book. So that's at least two of you out of that band. Mm. Um, do you, you did, did, did you during those 1980s years up in Leeds, did you also go punk rock, fell running, same thing as far as anarchy, punk rock, peace, love, fell running, all the same thing? Yeah. Yeah, basically. It all fitted together really well. Yeah. I did have a try at doing a marathon when I was, when I was quite a bit younger. And I thought it was all right. I thought, yeah, I can, I can, I've done a marathon now and I don't need to do any more running. So it wasn't until I saw fell running that I thought, oh, now this fits in with kind of what I think about, about what running can be and everything. Well, and, and also, I mean, going back to that thing you were saying about, um, you know, nature or nurture, et cetera. When, when, when our team, when Pudsey and Brownlee were doing really well and we were kind of winning stuff uh, and I was, and I was running really well. Obviously, nowhere near as good as Gary. But um, I remember my dad saying to me, because um, he always wanted to do fell walking and fell running, and he said, oh, it must be great just, you know, just being born with that natural talent that you can, you know, you can run fast. And it really, it really bugged me because I just thought, if you knew how much training we did, we would literally do like a track session and a, and a hill session and a long run, a long kind of club run, and then a kind of short, fast and slows, you know, fartlek run. And we'd be doing these every week. And we'd be doing track sessions where, 
you know, Pete Watson, who was kind of training us, and we'd have his stopwatch out and little scraps of paper with times on. Not that we paid much attention to him. But um, but it meant that even though we were, yeah, you're right, we were spending a lot of time in the pubs and travelling around and stuff, but we'd, we'd, we were really training hard. I was genuinely surprised when uh, spending a bit more time up in Yorkshire over the last few years, once my mother started ageing, and I uh, went on I, when I first really noticed. I started training with the Bef- Beverly Athletic Club, and I've actually got their uh, I got their vest on underneath because I did end up joining. So <laughs> I started, but the, 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 this is why this is relevant. I started training with them a little bit, and uh, and I was over one time. There was a couple of midweek races, and I went to this midweek race, and I was almost the only person who wasn't wearing club colours, and this was utterly unique to me because. In the States, you're a member of a club really just so that you kind of know what's going on. Somebody maybe organizes some weekly runs that you can join, but you're, you're picking up friends and running routines all over the place. And we're lucky if there's one race a year where we're actually competing against other clubs. Whereas in the UK, when you do these races, it does seem like people come out, they sport that vest and they are running for a, a club. And I, I think that particular race, when I filled it out, the form, I was one of three people out of 150 who didn't put down a team affiliation. And that struck me as being not very punk rock. I guess it extends beyond just the fell running, but it seems to be a very, is that a very British thing to have that club membership and the vest and the, the assumption that when you run a race, you're, you're representing a team. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, especially in, in fell running because it, it, when, if people, go to fell races and they're not a member of the club, a, a club, it's not long before they think, oh, right, I'll, 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 I'll join a club because it, 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 it just makes, it just makes sense. It just makes, it makes life a lot, a lot easier. But just, it's, I, I don't know. It's just, it just seemed natural to, to join a club. But in, in, in France, that doesn't happen. There's, there's a few clubs, but not, not the nothing like it is in in England or Britain. Uh, in fact, the only people really that in in France that run for clubs are the are sponsored athletes, and and like you know they might run for Salomon or or, or one of the, the the big sports the, the shoe companies. But uh, yeah, it, it's it, it's just a you are sort of pushed. Well, not pushed, but ushered towards uh, running in a club, and that's kind of that's kind of cemented by their having kind of uh, relay races and stuff, and and so there'd be like a say a sixty mile fell loop, and you have teams of say five five sections, and you've two two you're running pairs, and you, you you're doing all this kind of local hills and whatever, and. Um, and they're brilliant. You get like you can get like 120 clubs turning up, and it's the the lead is changing all the time, and the rivalries between certain clubs are really intense. It's really good fun, and and it it feels like in those races you're running for a lot more than just to just to run fast for yourself. It's it's all about supporting other other people in your team and all that sort of thing. And we, we our team Pudsey Brown because we were a bit of a bit of a kind of maverick team. We we kind of got laughed at a bit by the other clubs, but even though they knew we were very good runners, but yeah, but we were a bit stupid as well. And uh, 
you know, if someone was going to get arrested, it would be someone from Pudsey and Bramley for something or other. But there were teams like Bingley, Harriers, who were, you know, had Olympic, Olympic athletes running for them, but who also had that strong bond between them and could be, and, and were quite a bit mad. And, and so they were our big rivals because they were, they were a, a much bigger, slicker, more professional version of us. So it was like really important that if you saw someone in a, Bing, in a Bingley vest in front of you, in a fell race, you'd kill yourself to get past them. It was really important. Yeah, I guess maybe it's like playing for your local football team. <clears throat> or, yeah, or, yeah for, for, the Amer- for the American audience, your local soccer team. <laughs> yeah. I'm reluctant though I am yeah. to, to say that. I mean, let me put it this way. Is it as simple that if somebody's listening to this and they're in the UK and they even go to the UK on a holiday and they manage to find out there's a local race, they can still just rock up, go, I'm unaffiliated, here's my five pound, my 10 pounds, where, yeah. Where's the start? Where's the finish? Where's the hill? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And although Anybody? there are, because of environmental stuff, there are like, um, you know, um, let me just answer this. There are, you know, limits on entries so that you're not just kind of like sure. killing the, the, the path. Yeah. I mean, one, one of the things is that, so if you, if you came to Leeds, for instance, um, um, you would look around at the different running clubs. If you thought you wanted to join a running club, it could help you you know find places to race and run and everything and you'd 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 see that there's Leeds City which is a huge running club with a, a fantastic history of proper good runners include again including olympic athletes and 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 then you'd look and you'd see Pudsey and Bramley and you'd think well they look a bit weirder and a bit more scruffy and they they tend to just do fell runs or you know they 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 don't have that kind of, and and you'd think, right, which one do I want to join? And you can decide whether you want to join the the kind of, you know, the one that's going to make you a, a, a fat, get a faster 10k, or the one where you're going to end up, you know, sharing lifts to fell races in obscure parts of Northern England. It does sound in the book like, I guess, whenever you you didn't have gigs for yourself, Boff, in particular, you, you know, your weekends, I mean, your father's an important part of this story, uh, Gary, he's the one with the van. Um, yeah. And he also, he also seems to be, um, you know, life and soul of the party, or certainly the, <laughs> the pub afterwards. Um, uh, there, <clears throat> there is this sense of it's just like weekend road adventures, let's all pile in the back of a, a, a back of a van, listen to a lot of loud punk rock and drink some cider the night before, get up and see if there's a team we can win the race. We're just like, this This is, I mean, ultimately, ultimately, it sounded to me from where I am now a lot more fun than going to see Discharge or Conflicts. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you can enjoy both. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not against the law. <laughs> I do think that the, the fell running side, the running side took, uh, precedent over the uh, going to gig side because uh, there were a few events and gigs that I wanted to go to but uh, the running was obviously had a stronger call for me so I uh, I, I used to miss a few things that I wanted that all my mates my punk mates were going to and I and I I'd have to say no I'm, I'm going away for the weekend but it, it's it's yeah I mean I, you still have a good time. Uh, well, I always thought I was, I was going to have a better time, but you can't do everything. No, you can't. And uh, you, um, Boff, you write, uh, I mean, again, I think it's quite unique to write a sort of biography of, of a mate. 
and it is it is really really interesting but you write a uh, very glowingly of gary throughout this book and uh you write about the sort of his i i mean you must use terms in the book that i haven't jotted down but it's his happy-go-lucky spirit it's the nonchalance by which he wins races it's it is a joy de vivre but it's a it's a sense of um this is all fun isn't it a kind of just yeah. smiling as as he you make him out to be this uh you know he can win races with a big smile on his face without having to like get too competitive is is uh does it was that unique in your scene is that part of why you felt that uh, gary would make this great story possibly I, I do i do yeah i think gary is a bit weird in the sense that um, um thank you it could probably be quite annoying if you like the the couple of races where i've where i've been able to see gary in front of me this is like back in the 1990s and stuff where I could see Gary, I would be aware that what 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 he, what Gary does, which is not what a lot of runners do, he he just makes himself aware of who else is around and just and and beats them, as opposed to running as fast as he can. And I remember that um, I think it, it might have been Dave and Arlene Woodhead were, were telling me that that Gary was he was in front at the um, I'm talking now as if you're not even there, Gary. Just pretend I'm not. <laughs> pretend you can't hear it. At the uh, at one of the Ilkley Moor races, and um, just kind of jogging along, looking around, just to make sure someone wasn't getting too near. If someone got too near, he'd probably like put a bit more effort in. But then he saw someone with a camera. It might have been Paul Sheard, and like stopped and and turned around and, and pulled his trousers down so he could like moon for the camera while winning a race. Whereas you know, like if you're a, if you're a proper athlete, you don't do that. You try and break the course record, and you 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 really push it. You don't stop and mess around for someone to take a picture of you. And I think that's a it's just a brilliant attitude to have. It's not about you know um, I'm the best and I want to prove it. It's more like yeah, I, I'm really competitive, but I'm going to enjoy it as well. Yeah, that punk scene that you were a part of, if it was in London. I would have refused to believe that any of those people were runners because I'd have just imagined them all being on glue and posing for tourists on the King's Road and Buckingham Palace. So as somebody who was born in the North, loves the North, um, I've become increasingly proud of my Northern northern roots. I want to give you the chance to speak up for your scene as being somewhat different from that because I, I stayed away from it in London. There was a certain element uh, in, in, in Leeds that, uh, reciprocated the the London sort of punk scene. I mean, I, I used to go down occasionally to, to see bands, and uh, yeah, it, it it was a bit extreme. I think a lot of it, uh, but uh, a lot of my friends, especially uh, early on, used to do a lot of glue sniffing. Uh, but I I I, I didn't because I didn't really I didn't like it really. Uh, Did you have a go? Just the once. Did it? Did it? Did it work? <laughs> uh, yeah, you you just totally in, in, incapacitated. Uh, my, 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 my cousin Jan, Jan, who you talk about a lot in the book, he he, he was he was quite big into glue, and uh, you you just seem to waste your uh, you sniff glue and then then you you're just incapable of doing anything. So uh, at least when you're drinking, you can you can hold a conversation and and go and do do things. Uh, but yeah, Dad, the punk scene in Leeds, the, the, there was a lot of drugs, there was a lot of drink, there was a lot of late nights, there was a lot of fighting at the time. 
but that ne- didn't necessarily mean that you had to be involved in 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 that part of it. Uh, I, I mean, I, yeah, I'm, 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 I was, I didn't really like all the fighting bits. I, I think a lot of people didn't like the fighting bits, but uh, it, it was quite an aggressive time, just in general, not 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 just in the punk scene, in 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 what it seemed like in life. It was, uh, but. Uh, yeah, you, I, I think that's one of the things about the fell running. It, it 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 took you out of that the the extremes of of uh, of the, the the punk scene and and uh, inner city living, uh, which which was yeah, which I enjoyed it, it, the the extremes of not obviously not the fighting, but the 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 going out and partying and and that. But I also in, in enjoyed the Going out into the countryside, into the fells, and and just running in the fells. What's the longest distance you would be doing in 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 like a fell running champion year? I mean, does it get yeah. into ultra running territory? You know, longer than the well, marathon. Uh, I think the longest race is Ennerdale. I think that's twenty. Is it twenty six miles? Is it twenty five? Well, unless yeah. you get lost, I think it's. I think it's twenty five mi- Twenty five miles, but I think is there eight eight thousand feet of climbing in. Uh, yes, so uh, I think Wasdale's got nine thousand feet of climbing, right? Yeah, you, so some of the races, the longest races, you're talking for the winner three and a half hours, so it's 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 long, but not not into the ultra, right? Uh, running, right? I think that's good to good to get across. We've only got a few minutes left, so a couple of questions I want to I want to get in there. You know the year. Yeah, the, the, there's another sort of like thing going on in the book about amateur versus professional. Um, wh- what did you get for becoming British champion fell runner in 1990? What was your prize? Uh, uh, nothing. I got a, a medal. Well, I, I, no, I, I got a medal. They, uh, but as, as I say, n- nobody was in doing the championship to. The, I think one year before, the year before, or two years before. William Hill started sponsoring it, and the winner got three hundred pound. Colin Donnelly got three hundred pound, uh, but they stopped sponsoring it. So, uh, yeah, it, 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 nothing. But it's as I say, fell running's not about nothing. It's nothing to do with winning yeah. prizes. No, it's not. It's not something to do for that. It's maybe. A, 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 I wanted to note here that just two or three episodes back, I had Damien Hall on talking oh, about yeah. his his because yeah. uh, this will be a nice segue and his excellent new book we can't run away from this and um i did ask you know do do you make your money from running and he said no i get some money from running but it's you know mm-hmm. a combination of coaching and running and writing and fortunately the the running in general is my career but it's not from running alone and i want to point out damien just won the spine race which is serious serious ultra the pennine way 168 yep. miles, 88 hours, uh, non-stop. And then this year it was through blizzards and all kinds of stuff. So I'm like really yeah. proud we had him on. But his sure. book is an important book talking about the environmental impact of running and how we think that going into the great outdoors is the best thing we can do for the planet and ourselves. And he challenges that quite rightly. It's really got me thinking. I was got to very close to the end of the book, Boff, going, Jesus, this is a bloke's book. You know, like when the women start doing the fell races and you do address that, you sort of say yeah. things needed to change. And um, we got about five minutes left. Um, 
let's let's talk about that about the sort of politics of this uh that it was a very it seemed like it was a very male thing and how did things need to change and and for and, and what needed to change uh maybe buff because you write about it yeah i mean it was and it, it, it naturally was like that and it, i think it took us a long time to kind of realize that that was going on i mean it, it, when when i started running it wasn't long since women just hadn't been allowed to run in most of the you know longer races and it's only by people you know breaking that code and deciding to run anyway that it, it kind of showed up how stupid it was and it was the same with the kind of professional versus amateur argument they were just like they were just dams that just needed to you know keep poking out until they they kind of broke down and it's and it and you know i'm happy to say now that they the the you know women in involved in trail and fell running in britain it, you know it's a major part of it but you know especially looking at like ultras and stuff like that and people like jasmine paris and all that and nikki spinks they they're they they're as big famous characters as you you damien alls now which is brilliant and i think the environmental aspect of it too i mean there's not time for us to go into this and i would refer people back to damien's uh interview but i mean he points out the peat bogs that you make a big point of sort of running through on a lot of these races actually kind of need to be protected and i i guess is that a similar thing that although you don't really get into it in the book that these are areas that you weren't thinking about at the time that we need to think about now buff yeah yeah i think so and what, one of the because I, I went i went for a for a run with damien and I, I'd, I'd been kind of itching to have this conversation with him but and i was pointing out that even though i agree with everything he says in that book i think it's fantastic um at the same time i think the most important thing is to encourage people to be out enjoying the countryside and the landscape because it's by doing that that you really learn how much you need to to look after it and protect it i had no idea till i started running about my relationship to to the land you know i didn't care i had no idea once i started running on it and started loving it then is that's when i thought right this is important now and the other thing is that i think we have to be careful not to beat ourselves up as individual runners and and instead kind of go yes of course we have to protect it and be really careful but the real climate damage is being done by by superpowers and you know governments and companies and corporations so I think let's put our efforts into challenging what they're doing. You know, the the, the military, the way the military is, is trashing the earth, it's far outweighs anything that we could do as sports people. So, yeah, that is. Well, uh, I think Damien, I think it's brilliant that he's written that book. It's fantastic. It, it is. And congrats to him. And and so is your book, Utterly Fantastic. And by the way, that, that was spoken like a true punk rocker, like, um, yeah, an anarchist punk to the bitter end. And to me is a great place to end that. Uh, it, it's a great book, but it's also a good conversation to just know, you know, fell running, what's with a punk spirit. Uh, I'd also recommend people to run wild if they just want to get a sense of the difference between sort of trail running and, and road running in general, your previous book on that. Um, Thank you so much for coming on. We chatted for a long time, three different countries. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. There you have it. Thanks to Gary. Thanks to Boff. Additional thanks to Boff for writing at least two great books about running. Hopefully there's more to come. And uh, thanks to you for listening along. 
And if you do like the show, I think you know what to do. It does help, apparently, with algorithms, which we didn't have to worry about in the 1980s. Like, rate, review. Visit the support page if you would. It would be uh, it would be wonderful if this was more than just a hobby. I have to fit in amongst a hundred other things that I uh, do and uh, end up with sleepless nights as a result. And uh, a couple of other things I just wanted to throw in here for now. For those of you who were listening to the previous episode um, about Artisuma Powers down in Colombia and the intentional building and intentional community, as we titled it, uh, Rick Dragon down there has just released a brochure about the intentional community he hopes to build. And so visit artisumapaz.org and um, download a copy or just read the brochure. Who knows? That might be a life changer for you. doesn't have to mean moving to Colombia, but it might be something that impacts on you. It's all related to uh, staying outside the system, I think, would be the best way to put that. I'm really excited about episodes coming up. Um, I don't know if there's anything else I wanted to observe about the interview we just had, except to say that I think Gary was really fortunate about having the running coach, this sort of mentor and inspiration at school. I really didn't have that in the heart of London. Um, Something I regret. By the time I was 14, 15, I was doing what we call bunking off games. Admittedly, I was going to hang out at uh, recording studios with the likes of the Jam. So it was a pretty decent swap at the time. But at the same time, I quite envy Gary now, all these years later. So funny how that goes, isn't it? I have had my uh, my own little experiences with uh, the British fell running, outdoor running, trail running, like that. Only in more recent years, I have learned that uh, those British hills are, tend to be very exposed. And you want to be with somebody if you're going to go exploring them for the first time. It's a lot safer in the mountains where I am, where the trails are cut through the forest. They're blazed. And if you can stay on the trails, you will always get somewhere, even if it's not where you intended. And based on my experiences in the UK on my own, um, I'd love to encourage you, if you're listening over there, go out and explore the wild of nature. But bring someone with you, bring a phone always bring emergency supplies um you'd be surprised uh it could save your life uh that wasn't meant to be a morbid note to leave this on so let me just leave it by saying we'll see you next time this show is once a month these days every four weeks yeah get out there be kind to nature and have fun cheers (laughs) 